What is up, guys, and welcome back to episode nine of the Rush Hour podcast. It's been almost 10 months now since we last wow. filmed an episode. Wow. Yeah, I was looking back at it April, uh, early April. Oh, so that, oh that wow. Is, that is unbelievable. Um, we're so sorry um, that it's been so long. We've been busy. Um, certainly, there's been days where we could film, but I think um, I think today just felt like the right day. I, I don't know how to it explain did. it. No, it and did. It did. It, it did. Like we always do. Oh, but before, I, I do want to talk. Sorry, Hunter isn't here. He was playing his game of Chell. I think he was playing his game of Chell the last episode, <laughs> but we called him, and he's playing his game of Chell, so he's not going to be on. Al, I talked to him um, at practice. He said he had stuff to do. So fair enough. It's just me and Paul today. Um, but like we always do on the Rush Hour Pod, we're going to get right into it. So we're going to talk Mets. Uh, that's our first thing. Well, the last time we what talked about the Mets, they shame. were a good team. The Mets actually started off hot like probably, they always do. They were probably seven games over at the time we talked about them. I think uh, the last time we talked about them, they had had a bad loss against like the Marlins. But they were still well within contention. They had decent pitching well, i mean we're this always was, we're, yeah. we're always in the first place in the division in april <laughs> may and june. then uh and then the the july swoon hit usually it's the june swoon oh. but we got hit with the july it's, swoon I, it's either june right yeah. before the all-star break or july immediately even, following even when the they're good break. they're still that horrible july game you got like the remember yes, 2015 with yeah. the padres the, in the, the rain yeah. delay familia gives up the three-run homer but was, was this game was that game this year where the Braves were up like 12 one and we lost? Was that oh, this year? Something, that last no, year? we had a we had a bad one against like a like a Marlins or like a one of those where it was like how they, how in God's name did we lose that? No, I think it might have been two years ago in the 60 game season. We were up 12 one against the Braves and we lost 13 <laughs> 12. And I, I would be that surprised. was the most it was the, the most embarrassing game I've you? ever watched. As, uh, as, as a Nick, no, uh, you're thinking, no, you know what you're thinking of? You're, are you thinking of 2019 against the Nationals? Diaz came no, in. No, 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 oh, no. I will never one. forget that game. I will never forget that game. No, Seth Lugo gave up the, the 13th run. I remember yes. this. Okay. It was it was 12 1. I was like, okay. You know what was a, a really bad it's, game it's over. this year? I'm, I'm getting way off topic. A terrible <laughs> game this year. The the game, DeGrom pitched, he gave up three runs. We're playing the Braves. He gives up three runs for the first inning. Yes. That home run yes. Riley. Yes. They yes. should have won that game. Oh, the one where we went so, like Apo Taco. Yes, like yeah, so, so then Dom Smith hits a game tying home run in the top of the ninth. We go yes, to the bottom of the ninth. Line drive off Seth Lugo. All Luis Guillermo has to do is touch third base. He throws to first. Oh my god, he's like, yes, yes. That was a really bad loss. And then there's another loss we had to the Braves. This is so off topic. Jacob <laughs> Barnes was pitching. You remember Jacob oh, Barnes? Acuna, Acuna, and Acuna went yard off oh, him, right center ball game. <laughs> yeah, no, I what it's what an odd year for the Mets. I'm, I mean, uh, completely up and down like every, normal. Every I mean, we started like off that, the season. But, yeah. We started off the season great, like normal. <laughs> Pitching looked dominant out of the gate. The ground, of course, dominant. Struggled with injuries for the rest of the season. Tyron Walker came out of the gate dominant. Had a six ERA in the second Horrible. half of the season. Carlos Carrasco, what a joke. Correct. Carrasco is the best pitcher ever after the first inning. He's yes. horrendous oh, he, in the first inning. What was the ERA after the first? Like I think, one, I think it was, it was like I unbelievable. Think after the first inning, it was like 1-3. And the yeah. first inning was 14. Yeah, it was horrendous. Dude, nah, he, he, he can't pitch in the first inning. That you know, I know me and John definitely had conversations about you know having an opener pitch yeah, why and then him going why in not? right after. Because he's only good after the first inning. You can't give me Drew Smith out of the pen, throwing a light 95 over the plate. Remember, remember, the, remember the Yankee game? He gave up three runs in the first inning, yes. and then he was good for the next four? Yes, exactly. It, it, it's just, you know, he was, you know, good, af, good after 
five. I think, right? we, and then I he's think done. we gotta move on. We didn't even <laughs> see this is our issue. We did we're, we talk for too long because how do we get into the topic of an opener for Carlos Carrasco? This is supposed to be brief on the Mets. So <laughs> All right. basically the Mets had an up and down season. A horrible to say class. the least. Lost Baez after we traded him. Yeah. Uh, you, what you a joke. The whole thing. I haven't down heard thing. from us about the Baez thing. Yeah. I love the Baez trade. I didn't I think did. he gave up much. Yes. I thought it was a great trade. Pete Crow Armstrong probably wasn't going to get up in or no. you know, in the major league roster for hurt. three, four years. And he just had Tommy John surgery. You never know what's going to happen to him. I think it was a great trade for us to win now. And we didn't win now. Didn't win now. And Guess what? Now, Javi Baez is officially a tiger. Detroit tiger. No, well, tiger. Is it one of those where he didn't sign? He agreed he didn't sign to the deal. I know somebody. I don't has even it. know. Verlander know. has one of those. Verlander technically is not a member of the Houston Astros. Uh, who funny. cares? Well, the Detroit Tigers is where Javi Baez will be playing baseball next yes. year. And uh, I don't know. They're I, think, the I Tigers. Think... They, they're, they'll be okay. We're gonna have to do I record predictions. I think they'll come in like year. I think on the I think they'll come in like third in the uh, AL we, Central. Dude, I was looking at our record predictions from from last season. I was watching an episode. We were way off on some teams. We'll have to go yeah, back. Um, yeah, but we, who would have we'll thought? Look like, at them. We'll look at like them. the Braves. Like that's crazy to me. I think we had the Braves coming in second. Most of us, and I think Bear had the Braves probably winning the division because yeah, Bear he also hates the Braves. Hates the Mets, so yeah, he hates the Mets. So yeah. all right. Off season, you know, it was a big off season for the Mets. I think they addressed somewhat of their needs. I think they still need another starting pitcher, but obviously they can't sign anybody currently because yeah. of the lockout. This is all so, John, John, who was your favorite signing this off season? So I talked to Paul about this before we started and he almost laughed in my face when I said Eduardo Escobar was my favorite Mets signing. And Obviously, he was an all-star. He's a good player, but I understand I the criticism around him because he's not hes not a quality hitter by any means. Paul seems to be lagging. It might just be me right now until Paul comes back. But Eduardo Escobar, all things considered, was the perfect fit for this Mets team. I mean, oh, they shit, had you're back. <laughs> language. My bad. You were frozen on my screen for oh, a minute. I was, I was frozen? I call you. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. It's for you to, you were frozen. Oh, oh, no. All right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, hopefully, right. I don't what, know. What, 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 what were you saying? Would, just, okay. Just. <laughs> so I'll go back. I said Eduardo Escobar. Um, I said that he was a good Weird fit person. for the Mets. Okay. Yeah. He, okay. I said he was okay. a fit for the Mets. I joked around with Ben how, how you said he, he wasn't. I, I think he is because the Mets need a third baseman. J.D. Davis was not yeah. the answer. Yeah. Jonathan no. VR was a nice fill-in player, but. He had no Do we still business. Have VR? Do we no, still have I think VR? he. I'd like to re-sign him as a. a bench did did he sign anywhere? I don't think he signed anywhere. No, not yet. What's funny I, about I these liked guys VR. VR. VR felt a pretty good. What's hole. funny about the guys that you sign like during the year to not uh, be starters who end up being starters? Like Jonathan VR was that perfect guy. Did not expect him to. Kevin Pillar also did that. I can look that up. He probably played around hundred games with us. I'm, I'm typing that in now. I mean, I'm sure. Right, he while, did. while John while John's typing in how many games. He played. Let's let's talk about my favorite uh, signing. I'm a big fan. Escobar. I'm a big fan of the pitching, and I think you know we addressed it by signing Max Scherzer. I know that's a, a basic answer for most Mets fans, but I really do think really you know boost up the pitching rotation. I think we since we lost Syndergaard and Stroman to the Cubs and the Angels, I think we needed a bona fide number two that was going to get us wins and almost guarantee us time he's on the mound. I think Scherzer's that guy. I think Scherzer's a top five pitcher in baseball. And now pair him up with the Grom. You got one of the best rotations in baseball with a one-two monster like that. Barring injuries. That's the only scary part. Barring injuries. These are, old, Sin- these are older pitchers. And you've seen older pitchers have success. 
I mean, the the perfect Scherzer, example. Scherzer's been incredible. Scherzer's the, been incredible. He's gotten better with each staying at the ground. That I model this this like is Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling on the yep. Diamondbacks in two thousand one. That's your perfect example. Um, two of two dominant dominant pitchers. Um, so I they were listen. I'd love to see that. Yep. that. That I mean, if they're healthy, they're the best one two in baseball. It's it's not close by any means. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's got to be teams that can compete with us. I mean, yeah. but I, I think the Mets healthy, you know, barring a Scherzer back injury that he always has at the beginning of the season, <laughs> barring a Jacob deGrom elbow injury, like he's had the, or some like odd injuries dealing with, it's always something with deGrom, which is, which is unfortunate, but I, maybe I, I think he had a hip flexor at one point. I hate, just... I hate the, I hate the idea that people say that deGrom has always been this injury prone pitcher. This is his first year ever having no. an injury like this. He Every had that injury before the 2016 been... playoffs. He had that injury yeah. before the 2016 playoffs, but other, other than, than that, he's been like, He's literally, pr- he's literally been rubber. Pitcher. He's been a rubber arm. But yeah. also, also, I, I have it. It's because he throws so hard and he's so skinny that exactly his elbow is taking all the pressure off of you know his entire body when he's throwing the ball. And as and much as you know, he's putting De- a lot of stress on his um, elbow. Degrom isn't the. I know it looks like it. He's not the most mechanically sound pitcher. There's flaws yeah, in his mechanics. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which I, I, I think. Know. I talked to a pitching guy about this, uh, Jimmy Wynn, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, he could drop a mile an hour or two on his fastball, improve his mechanics, and throw 200 innings this year. And I take that in a heartbeat because it's like, yes, he could be great for 90. I would love innings, the durability. But... I love the durability. Yeah, exactly. If we had the durability that DeGrom, you know, he showed earlier in his career, you know, maybe like 180 innings, I would be through the roof excited because yes. last year, what did he pitch, 100 innings? If he got to 100 innings, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Maybe it's he just, did. it's, it's oh, like, by the way, Jonathan you know. VR played um, just because I was thinking about this. Uh, he played 142 games. So he was played the full season. Well, I mean, we also had injuries basically. A horrible, a horrible string of injuries. I mean, the replacement Mets were hilarious time. Billy McKinney, oh, Wilfredo oh, yeah, Tovar. Like, like Jose Peraza, oh, Peraza could swing it. You had Mason Williams patrolling center field in that. Oh Padre my gosh, series. I remember that guy, Mason Williams. I almost forgot god. about him. What a he was horrendous. What a terrible time. They could not hit. He was horrendous. Oh my god. Oh my god, he couldn't they touch could the baseball. Hit. All right, we, we can't really talk about this past season. We have to we have to keep on. Yeah, you know, sorry. Moving. Mo- moving on. So I think I barely talked about Eduardo Escobar defensively. Go. I think he's an upgrade from JD Davis. Uh, JD Davis was. Other than the cannon he had for an arm, he was horrible defensively. Um, you, I mean, he's a good bench bat, um, in my opinion, but, I mean, I, I, you can't have him starting every day at third base. It's just yeah. not possible. Um, yeah. You could move – a lot of people say, oh, well, because Cano's coming back, you move McNeil third. Robinson Cano is not an option you can have at second base to depend on. I don't want Cano starting. You know what he had? He he batted in in the Caribbean or Colombian league, one of those. I think he had like 800 or something. He hit a crazy crazy amount, like three something, but he had one home run and one double. So the power stats need to translate because the singles guy in a Colombian league is not going to, or whatever league it was. Also, also, he's not somebody who's going to, you know, provide speed on the base. He's not legging out bases. How do we get, how do we get to Robinson? All right. right. But Eduardo Escobar. brought him up. Yeah. He's going to hit 20 home runs last year, 90 RBIs. Uh, 2020 was an abbreviated season. I'll, I'll cut him slack, but I probably shouldn't be doing that. 2019 with the Diamondbacks again. He had, uh, I think he was year. third in the league in RBIs. Yeah, it was a good, yeah, I think so, he had so a good year that year. If he can drive and runs, 
the one guy that does scare me um, is Starling Marte. Fangraphs, uh, Fangraphs has agree. done their projection for for players and the entire the entire teams in general season wise how they're gonna do. Fangraphs has a really really tough season for Starling Marte. I think he, he had around like twelve home runs. It's like a seven forty four. I think he had like four. I think he had fourteen home runs. I saw this. I saw this today too. That's yeah. why I, it's like it's like fresh in my mind. He has seven fifty five OPS. I know that's right. Yeah. On the um, and. I think he had like 25 stolen bags, something yeah. like that. The stolen bases like, would still be nice. Uh, you don't see that often from the, the Mets. The Mets really haven't had somebody who's stolen who's the last bags guy in a while. Swipe a bag, Eric Young Jr. Like, <laughs> I mean, might have been. Oh, probably, it probably was Eric Young Jr. I mean, you get Lindor stealing a bag every once in a while, but like yeah. Lindor's not getting – he's not the singles guy that leads off every game to what get scares these. He's me. not that guy. What scares me about Marte is his age. It eventually will catch you up to him. Hopefully, it's well, you gave a thirty-four-year-old a four-year deal. You gave a thirty-four-year-old yeah. center you're, fielder you're a four-year deal. What you're doing is like, like I've said this to, to to people. I don't care what Starling Marte does three years from now if the Mets win a World Series because of him, or if he helps them win a title. So you give him four years because you want to get him here. He probably didn't get four from any other team because no other team that has no other team has the money that we have. So. You're not going to do that. Also, no team like no other team age. has has the uh, the brains to give a 34 year old a four year deal. <laughs> That's a Wilpon move if I've ever seen a, one. A 34 year old center fielder, his legs are going to be <laughs> he'll be a corner outfielder in two years. You're not going to see him in center. Exactly. Nimmo Nimmo will be back to center. I don't even think Nimmo was a bad option at center field. Nimmo was really a, Nimmo wasn't was a good center fielder. He had a he, terrible he rap. Hit, he was he hit, he hit phenomenally all year. He was yes. he was like top three in on base finish almost the exactly. entire year. I think the issue was defensively, but I think he was better than people gave him credit for. He also played for a team that gave up a lot of <laughs> a lot of long balls. So yeah, I mean, big off big he off season money out there. Big off season for the Mets. I mean, yes. Obviously, we we address points of need. I think there's still part of the off season that could be coming back. Barring yes, the lock- this I lockdown, think there's whenever, Bryant's an option. It's end. You need pitchers. I've heard uh, Bryant, but yeah. we definitely need pitching. I don't think Carrasco could be a three. You know what we need? Bad. So. We need a left-handed reliever. I know. Reliever. I was you know so what? upset as, when Aaron as, Loop oh, left. Loop. As oh bad God, as it sounds, as bad as it sounds, you got to look into bringing a guy like Brad Hand back. He was terrible this year, and I know. But I know Brad are Hand had a down like kicker. He's loop. also been he's also been really good. Like yes, Brad so, Hand's been yeah. really good his entire career. No, I agree. Um, All right, we can't talk about baseball the entire no, 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 the entire time. Although I love to moving on, moving on to the sport that New York's been deprived of for the past <laughs> five years, and that's that's football. I think uh, I don't speak for myself when I say both teams are horrendous this year. Yeah, uh, what a ugh, what a horrible year for New York football. I think that the Jets though well, do have obviously an the Bills. The Bills don't count. The Bills we're not are counting the Bills. New York. That is the Bills New York are state football. This, we're talking New York City football. We're, yes, yes, we're talking about the, football. the Giants, Jets. Giants and Jets. Yes, yes, yes. You can speak on the Jets, obviously, since you're a Jets fan. I'll speak on the Giants. All right. Yes, yes. You can start. So, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll start us. So the good and the bad, uh, a lot more bad than there was good. But this year, unlike other years, had more hope than you'd than you'd usually I see. do agree. I do so, agree. I think for me, when I look at the, the Jets compared to the Giants, sorry if my microphone went bad there. You I compared the Giants. I compared the Giants finish to the Jets finish last year where it felt like there was there was no hope no hope going yes. into that next season. This feels like your start of your 20 the Jets 2020 season. Where you know you have to keep Daniel Jones for one more, but in the back of your head you know he's not the guy. I mean you have to think he's not. 
I, I mean, think it was. I don't, I I don't it, know. I don't know. I think that this is his year. I said yes. that. I know I said that last year, but this what, this is bona fide. Definitely his year. You got a. Uh, you brought in a new coach. Your entire coaching staff is brand new. You brought in an offensive coordinator who was the quarterbacks coach for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes loved him. Said he was a mentor to him. You brought in a defensive coordinator from the Ravens who's horrible in pass coverage, but he's a great run defender coach. And then you brought in Brian Dable, who's had one of the most successful offenses in the past three years. I mean, tell me the Bills don't have a phenomenal offense right now. No, they do. That was such they a just, fun game to watch, that Bills-Chiefs. The, the Bills-Chiefs game was probably one of the greatest games we've seen in the 21st century. Unreal. And, and it was – I mean, that offense is so high-powered. I think, you know, bring this to the Giants. And, you know, this is Daniel Jones' year. I, I interrupted you. You can continue no, on with this. don't worry about it, buddy. That's, that's what this is about. So – Zach Wilson. I liked what I saw from Zach Wilson in the final the end of the five season, games he was great. of the season. Yes. yes Before that, yes. I was I was Very a nervous scared. wreck, Very to scared. say the least. He had a good preseason. He looked like a sound quarterback. Gets in week one, a little shaky, two touchdowns. Corey Davis looked like he was going to have a 1,000 yards receiving. Obviously, he ended up being he a scrub. He's got like 1,400. Yeah, yeah, no. So he, he ended up being a scrub. He had 400 on the year. Um, All right, he injuries. was a scrub. He was hurt the entire year. I'm telling you, bro. Even the numbers did not do justice for the horrible play he had on the field. Lots of fumbles. Lots of times where he balls went off his hands. Wilson I did see hurt. that fumble. Wilson late in the game, I did see that. Like he had a four... fumble late in the game in a game, right? Yes. It was like a meaningful game. Wilson, you guys were about to win. Wilson had, had four yeah. or five interceptions this year that were easily not his fault. And although he still had a ton, he, he had a lot of mistakes. I think that early on, you know, actually, I want to go back. The Mike White saga might be one of the reasons why Wilson ended up getting better as the year went on. I'm thankful for Mike White. Uh, it was hilarious when it happened. I had Mike White as my, uh, my home screen on my phone for like literally four months afterwards because he was the man for one game. Then he got hurt in the Colts game, and then he was a joke in the Bills game. I went I to remember. I remember um, my uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, my in my fantasy league, uh, Mike White was actually one of like the biggest waiver wire pickups going into that Colts Thursday night <laughs> game. White. I think, uh, dude, after that, at that phenomenal game he had against what was it, the Bengals? It was the Bengals, yes. right? He had yep, a great yep, game yep. against the Bengals, and everybody wanted Mike White. And I remember everybody put in a claim for Mike White, and mm-hmm. one kid got him. And I was playing that one kid, I was a little upset because I thought Mike White was gonna have a really good week. And he was on pace to have a phenomenal game because he already yes. started off the game with like big yards, good drive. All Elijah Moore. Field, hurt. I think you can credit Mike White for Elijah Moore's breakout. You can also credit uh, this is part of his uh, of Michael Carter's breakout to Mike White because I don't think Wilson realizes what he you has guys have these a, guys without watching White. As, as you funny guys have as it is, a lot of problems. I think the, the Bengals game. Uh, Carter had twelve receptions or ten receptions out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Michael like Carter. He's a, a juicy back. Uh, that sounds all right. He that did not sound. He's a guy that will fight for you get yards. He's a guy who has burst. There we go. Burst is a better word than juice. I, I, again, I apologize. Uh, Elijah Moore, <laughs> I liked what I saw from him. Uh, he had so much hype at the start of the year. I don't think there's ever been a wide receiver that's a second round pick that's had as much hype as Elijah Moore coming in the year. I don't really, I don't really agree with you on that one. I'm not going to lie. I don't really think he had that much hype. I think he was like, Oh my God, Paul. I think he was a really good pick. Oh my God. I think he was a really good value pick for the Jets in the second round to get Elijah Moore. You go on Jets Bleacher Report during. All right, yeah. Let me just literally recall Jets Bleacher Report. Did you see what AJ Brown said about Elijah Moore? He said, he, AJ Brown, I bet my entire paycheck for the season that Elijah Moore wins rookie of the year. Like the the hype was real. Um, And obviously he had an injury early on and just obviously terrible he, quarterback he did, play. but he did have 
a phenomenal a great second finish. Half. Phenomenal, phenomenal second. Phenomenal second. All the rookies did. Elijah Vera Tucker was good. Mecky Beckton, not a rookie, but a just like I just a joke. Your offensive line, I think I I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna transition this into like a current offseason type thing. Yes. I think the Jets, you know, they have two top ten picks. You know, this is the spot that the Jets, the Jets and the Giants both have two top ten picks. And I think both teams need to address their offensive line with one of their picks, at least. For the Giants, I'd probably say both. But for the Jets, I'd say at least one should be an offensive lineman. I, I think you need a, I think you need another tackle and get Zach Wilson the protection you need. I think your defense is good enough, maybe a corner, but I wouldn't take Stigney that early. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the class. If you were to take an offensive lineman in the top five, this is the class to do it. I, I disagree. Think- Here's why I disagree. I think that... If Be- I, I did just clown on Becton, if Becton comes back and he's not 340 he's pounds overweight, he's your left tackle. George Fant wants to be a Jet. He said it multiple times. I don't times. care about George Fant. Hold on. He, he stinks. A- what? George Fant, ha- George Fant was our highest graded PFF player this year. George Fant had a- an incredible PFF year. Is- PFF is no, not No, good- it's not. George Fant had an incredible year. You stick him at right tackle. Hopefully you get the doctor. Well, uh, uh, next to you to say Nate back. Solder had a good year too? Just hold on. You get the doctor, Duvernay Tardif back. He's your left guard, or he's your guy your right for guard. the Jets. You didn't have a like I was a, yes. What? He was very good. We signed. We okay. So Joe Douglas and, and I thought he retired. No, Joe Douglas and his trades have been fantastic this year. So we traded Daniel Brown, our fourth string tight end, for Duvernay Duvernay Tardif. He ends up being very good for your, very good for us down the stretch, and then we get Daniel Brown back because the Chiefs caught him. We basically got Duvernay Tardif for nothing. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me change my opinion since I, I I watch a lot of college football and I do I do my draft research. Yes, I've seen a lot of hype around Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I think all this hype is real. I think he might be the best player in the class. All I don't around. think that safety is too. It's not. Important I don't think. Enough. I don't think that safety is important enough to take. But I think he's a generational talent at safety. I think you're going to let go of Marcus May. And I think that spot is going to open up at safety. I think I that's the second round pick. I think that you can waste, you can use your two seconds because you have those picks on a safety yeah, and an yeah, offensive line. Yeah, but for me, I think. Do you want to pass? I, I want to pass. Leaders, though. Oh, there's so okay. many, Paul. There's so there's, many. We need, well, we need a pass rusher. We need a corner. We need a safety. We need a offensive corner. linemen. We hey, need a, an extra. We need a number one wide receiver. Like, we need so much, dude. Look, as much as I love Derek Stingley, who had the maybe the best true freshman season out of a corner I've ever seen in college, he was unbelievable. He's, I guess, regressed since that season because it's very hard to have the seasons he did his freshman season again. Yep. And he's just not a polished stud like I thought he was going to be by the time he was getting drafted. I thought, you know, he was going to be the bona fide number one pick in this draft and be dominant by the time he got to the NFL. I there's arguments that Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati could be the number one corner. In the show. I love, I love him. I really, he was him. unbelievable at Cincinnati. He, he never, never let up a pass over never... 18 yards, never let a touchdown. And that's exactly. unbelievable. Exactly. I don't care what conference you play in. That is unbelievable as a corner. Yep. Unbelievable. No, he, was, he was locked down. Um, and the jets have been good with their cornerbacks. Even, even a guy like Bryce Hall was good this year. Bryce Hall Echo had a great year. I, I was, was very good. shocked. Michael Carter, the, 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 Cornerback the Michael Duke Carter draft, the Duke, was yeah, a the very, Duke very good slot corner this year. I was pleasantly surprised with his entire. I, I don't think the Jets. I don't think the Jets are in a worse spot than the Giants. I want. I'll, we could transition to the Giants. I think a the bit. Giants I think are in a much worse spot. The Giants yeah. are in a hole. The Giants are in a hole. Yes, because right now this quarterback class, as much as I love Kenny Pickett, you know, Monmouth County native, he's 
not a bona fide day one starting quarterback. Neither is any other quarterback in this class. There, the I know that sounds like a lot of what the draft analysts are saying, but it's true. Malik Willis is not starting day one in the NFL. Sam Howell is horrible. I don't like him at all. Desmond Ritter stunk in the semifinal game in the national championship college playoff, whatever it was. And Kenny Pickett's good, not great. I think you draft him to a team that has a bridge quarterback and you let him sit behind him for a year and see how he does. If any team were to take a quarterback in the top five, I think it'd be dumb. I think you could take a bridge quarterback, wait till next year to draft your guy. You, I or think, you tra- or you trade out. If you want to take quarterback, you trade out. If you're in the top six, seven, trade out. Like I think the Lions are in position. I think the Lions are in position to take a quarterback. I don't love Jared Goff for them, but there's no quarterback he, worth taking it too. If there's a perfect bridge year quarterback, it's Jared Goff. I, I he's not going to. He's not going to wow you. He's also actually he's not no, say, oh, no, I God, don't, no, I don't. There's one quarterback that's always better than him as bridge quarterback. Fitzpatrick? Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. There you go. Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater. is the perfect guy. To, and he's, I think he's, is he a free agent? I think he might be a free agent this season. Whatever Any team can bring him in. I think like Josh McCown, like those are the names that come to mind. Okay. Mind. Josh McCown was almost hired as a head coach. I don't want to address that because that's <laughs> irrelevant to what we're talking about. Oh, the whole, that was the whole Brian that could have been Flores a horrendous thing. We're not addressing that. We're not addressing that. I'm not, not, I'm not, I, gonna he will never get a head coaching job in the NFL ever again after what he did. And he was yeah. a good coach. He will really never get coach. a job in the NFL. And it's a shame. Because he was a good I did. Coach. No, I disagree. Yeah. I think he gets, I, if you give, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think you can give him a job, but let's go back to the giants. The giants are in a huge hole. Saquon Barkley is definitely not the guy you drafted anymore. He had no. a great rookie season. He lost a step towards ACL battling ankle injuries, battling knee injuries. It, it's an injury almost every week. Devontae Booker filled in just fine for him. I think you got a deal Barkley this offseason. I think he's what, got one year left on his deal after this season. Unless one you want to give him that option, but yeah, it's basically. I don't, I don't think it's worth it. I think let's move him, get picks, get draft capital. Draft capital is what we need. We're not a win-now team. The Giants are not winning next season. They're not winning the division, not coming close to winning the division next year. The Cowboys – are a, a good football team. They're going to win games in the regular season like they always do. They're going to win 12 games next season. The, the football team – well, all, I'm sorry. The Commanders. Commanders. Horrible name, by the way. Just wanted no, to get that out there. I think – I know. Horrible I think it's just, I was talking to my friend about this. Shout out Jack Hansen. Uh, I think that uh, these teams that come out with new uniforms and new names get so much slack. Their the uniforms are when, beautiful. When the Rams came out with their new uniforms, everyone clowned on them. Now everyone loves the Rams uniforms. I, no, I don't I think Commanders the is white, that bad. The of white name. and the black uniforms for the Commanders are phenomenal. Yeah, I, mean, I love I'm their jerseys. Too, I'm not big on the black uniforms. I, 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 there's a nah, lot. They're nice. Stripes. The red ones are gross. I, lo- no, I like the red ones. I like the stripes. I always like when well, Washington has those, those stripes down the side of the, on the pants and the uniform. But I, I don't like the Commanders. I'm a Giants fan. I think, you know, the Giants are in a, you know, obviously tough spot. Quarterback is definitely in need. I don't know if Daniel Jones is your guy. This is going to be his make or break year. Has to be. Has to if be. He do- if he doesn't have the year he's supposed to, it's over. And he's gone. You draft Bryce Young, Rattler, or someone else next year. Rattler might not be the guy. But just throwing names out there because I don't know all the quarterbacks in that class yet. <laughs> Listen, you know, I think I think we should talk some Super Bowl here, Paul. Fine. The Giants suck, guys. The Giants suck. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think we've covered the Jets and the Giants enough. What a, what a terrible year. What a terrible yeah. year. New York, New York football, New York City football, because yes. the Bills had a great season. Yeah, and the Bills. New York City football was horrendous this season. Hopefully, 
we're, we're hoping for a better 2022 regular season. So the Super Bowl, Paul, the Bengals, the Rams, what a story for the Bengals. Uh, I don't think many I mean, expected almost, this. I, I think I the Rams even, were a team that was expected. They're going all in. The Rams have gone all in. These the trades Rams went made. all in. They have the no Rams cap. Went all in. Next year, they're not that they're screwed. I think they're ruined. No, I think they're ruined next year. I think they're like minus $60 million. Dude, there's a lot of teams like that, though. The Bucks are ruined. The Saints have to figure out cap hell again. I don't, I, I'm surprised the Saints were able to work their way out of it, but this year's going to be cap hell for them again. Uh, you can probably say goodbye to Jameis Winston. It's cap hell for it's cap hell for half the teams in the NFL. I think COVID but has that, something to do with that as well. It, Revenue, and all it, that. That's besides it's, it's besides. The okay, we we're, we're talking about these the Super tangents. Bowl. Yeah, we're okay. talking about the so, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. I'm gonna go first on why I think the Rams will win, but why I'm rooting for the Bengals. So I'm I've been Bengals heavy this entire time. They remind me of like that 2010 Jets team, a young quarterback, um, good run game. Strong wide receivers. Obviously, this team has much stronger wide receivers than than Braylon Edwards and Santonio Holmes. This is a what's yeah. Let's just great... like backtrack real quick. Joe Burrow is miles better than Mark Sanchez. Yes, I know, I know. But for me, and the offensive lines are too vastly. The Jets had a great offensive line. This and, is and probably the, the worst line offensive line horrendous. in Super Bowl history. It has to be. So that's why I, they, that's Jeffrey my Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans absolutely murdered Joe Burrow exactly. in this. My, the, the my reasoning game. for why I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl is because of this horrendous offensive line. I just yeah. can't see Von Miller and Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. I mean, no. not blitzing and just like destroying this. Absolutely ruining that offensive offense. line. Because you can't double team both of them. No. Guess what? They're gonna put no, four can't. guys every time, and that means you're gonna ha- you're gonna have one guy free rushing. They're gonna send four, they're gonna send four to five guys the entire night. They're not gonna have to blitz. They'll just get they'll just get and if, they, and if they do blitz and if they do blitz, their corners are good enough. They have a phenomenal defense. The, the Rams. Yes, this the is Rams a, this is a trust- great football team. Not a lot of Obviously, credit they didn't get uh, as much credit as they should have because this is a good football team. They're also but, in a great. But I'd division. love to see the Bengals win. They're also I, in a great I, division. So you, so you think you're thinking Rams too? I've been, uh, I guess I've been like a, like a realist this whole playoffs. I don't think this whole Bengals act is going to last the entirety of the playoffs, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think it's, I think it's I think, more than an act at this point. Well, it's not an act, obviously. I just think the Chiefs, you know, I, I guess ran out of gas, but I think the Chiefs did deserve to be in post in the Super Bowl as much as the Bengals did, and. You know, I think the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills are gonna be battling out in the AFC for the next years to come. I think they're all they have to be bona fide teams in the AFC. But I think the Rams defense is just too good if you look at it on paper. I mean, you're gonna have to single team either Von Miller or Aaron Donald, and that's a Mitch match in itself. Yeah. Aaron Donald's been double teamed for the past four years, and he still won two defensive players defensive player of the years. He's unbelievable. Von Miller won a Super Bowl MVP, I'm pretty sure, with the Broncos in, what, 2014? Is that, 2016. 2016. 2016. Panthers, where the, the, where the Broncos dominated on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be the same same type of Super Bowl. I think you got a young quarterback like Cam Newton was coming off a great season. His team played well the entire year. And then they ran into the best defense in the league. And I think the Rams could do the same thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Aaron Donald or Von Miller was MVP. I would not no, be shocked. Yeah, I would not be shocked if they go out and dominate in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked. Give but me I a score. Sh- give me a score. I'll give mine after. Real- realistically, realistically, I'll go 24-13 Rams. I think the Rams win. I think I think there's always drama involved in these games. I just can't see the NFL and the refs not allowing a a close one at the end. 
I'm going no, 24. No I'm going 24, 21 Rams with a little little game winning drive. A little who's their kicker? Get well, a little, little Matt, Matt, Matt Gay, a little Matt Gay action tucks one through and maybe he hits the upright. Nah, I don't see. You see why I don't like yours? I love Evan McPherson. Oh, field me goals. too. Yeah, Evan McPherson Ev- is getting on the field at least again twice. On the Evan McPherson game winning field guy. I hope not. That. I hope not. <laughs> All right. I think there's, I, there's it protects my Rams. Paul, there's one New York sports team that we have not talked about yet. Uh, and it's then, the worst one. It's the I worst one. For me, this is just the one that infuriates me. And if I'm being honest to all the viewers here, I've basically stopped watching this, this team, this horrible basketball team that we'd like to call the New York Knicks. They are a joke, an absolute uh, monstrosity, a terrible organization. What is Julius Randle? What is RJ Barrett? What are you getting from Cam Reddish if he's sitting on your bench after you trade for him? Uh, where are the young guys? Why is Alec Burke still in the rotation? So many questions, no answers. The Knicks, again, are a dysfunctional mess. Paul, take it away. So I've been watching the Knicks basically every game this season. Every time I'm home, I'm not playing basketball or I'm at the gym, I'm watching the Knicks. And, I mean, they've been nothing short of horrendous this season. I think you can't blame it all on the players. I think Tom Thibodeau has been horrible these last two years. Granted, he won Coach of the Year last year. I'm not really sure No, he was not horrible last year. He ran Grant Randall in the ground last year. Randall was gassed by the time he got to the playoffs. True. Nobody realized that, but Randall played 38 minutes a game. He's doing the same thing with R.J. Barrett. Let me just address this real quick. R.J. Barrett was playing with 15 seconds left down, 15 yesterday, and got hurt, rolled his ankle. That can't happen. Not at all. If you're down 15 with 15 seconds left. Your starter should not be in the game. And his reasoning was because we wanted to make a run left for three minutes in the game, down 13. With a minute left, you're still down 13. Take them out. There's no need. There's no need. And also, RJ, let's not contest a three with 18 seconds left. Let him shoot. The game's over. There's no need to contest. But that, that's besides the point. The Knicks have been nothing short of horrendous this year. They're outside of the playoff picture, on the outside looking in. There's guys on this team that need to go, especially Alec Burks. Alec Burks has been on my nerves since this beginning of the season. He had, what, two good games in the beginning of the year where he came up the bench and put up 20. But I, think other that, than that, I don't even think it's really Alec Burks' fault. It's just that he's an older player who has no future with this team. So he yep, just doesn't need to I be agree. playing. Why can't Toppin play more? Why can't Quickly play more? These are guys we need to see. And I think, I think, that, I I think, think by the end Knicks... of this deadline, you're going to be seeing a lot more of Obi Toppin. I just can't see Randall being here by the end of the deadline. I think, um, I think he will be. I, think he will, I, I hope no not. I really hope not. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's just I'm praying for that. We want him to I, we just, want him to go, but I don't think they're going to trade him. I'd rather see Burks what, go. What could you even get? I, I saw something about us getting being able to get De'Aaron Fox for him. I would that have to give like up a, more. Exactly, it'd have to be a first. It'd have to be more. I just, uh, they just it, the I, Cam I, Reddish I, thing to me, not having him, not or barely. We gave play. away. See, I, I've I've had this conversation with my dad countless amount of times. Me and my dad, avid Knicks watchers, watch Knicks all the time. You traded for Cam Reddish. You traded a 19-year-old Kevin Knox who hasn't really showed as much, but he also hasn't played that much. And a first-round pick. You traded a first-round pick. That's draft capital. I don't care whose pick it is. It's draft capital. The first-round draft pick is an 18-year-old baller. They're all going to be good. They're all good basketball players. They're all playing at the highest level in college basketball or playing in the G League or overseas. I completely agree. And Cam Reddish is a good basketball player. He led the Hawks in steals last year. He's a great defender. He's 6'8". He's a lanky, long player who could shoot the ball and hustles. Right now, Alec Burks has not shown us anything on the basketball court. He's shown us that he's horrible. 
recently. He's been nothing short of horrendous. And Cam Reddish hasn't played. Now that Quentin Grimes isn't playing, you see Cam Reddish playing 12, 14 minutes, not really having the biggest impact on the game. I would not be mad if I saw Evan Fournier traded tomorrow because the trade deadline's tomorrow. I would not be mad if I saw Evan Fournier and Alec Burks dealt off tomorrow. Evan, Evan Fournier, Fournier deserves to be on a contender's team. It was mentioned in multiple deals. I think that's a guy you could I think go. He, he, deserves, he deserves to be on a contender's team. He's not somebody who's in a long-term future of any team. Uh, he's on a guy. He's on a. He should be on a win now team. The Knicks are not that right now. No, not at all. Unless you, I think, unless you I think, go out and be big buyers and bank on a play-in win. The to Knicks get into the literally no. have what five to seven games to decide if they want to. I, I mean, in the next five to seven Tomo- games. Tomorrow night we're playing the Warriors. I mean, Steph if Curry's you're still, what are they right now? Us. What are they? Six out, seven out from five hundred. Yeah, yeah. If you're still seven five under, six, if you're still five six games under five hundred, but. By the time uh, March, uh, February, wait, what's after February? January, March. February, March. Yeah, by right. the time March rolls around, <laughs> well, the season's over by then. Yeah, if exactly. you're if you're, you're still up on the under five hundred by March, the season's yeah, over. The season is but done. The Knicks have a lot of things to address. I think they have a good young core. I think quickly just needs to develop ball handling. He could be a point guard, but I think the Knicks need a point guard. The Knicks haven't had a good point guard in a while. I think. How long have we been saying that? And, and it, that's guard. that's a continuous topic on this podcast. Yeah, we've, I, I know mean, we haven't been on this in a, like almost a year by now. Same thing I remember still last year. I remember last year we were talking about it. Alfred Payton was horrendous. Alfred? I think we cut him. Did we cut him because of how horrible he was? And Derek Rose is a good point guard, but he's not in your long-term plan. He's no. a 31-year-old, 32-year-old point guard who doesn't have the gas in him to be the guy anymore. And he's when we say 32, guy. this isn't a healthy, springy no, 32. he's injury this prone. Two ACL tears. He's so. injury prone. A meniscus too. Ankle. Whatever he's dealing with now, I think it's like a hamstring or something. He's been out for a month and a half. It's We can't deal with this injury stuff. We need a point guard. That's who they're going to have to go after in a draft. They're going to have to take a point guard. We need a ball handler. Or maybe go after it in free agency. But I love Mitch Robinson. I think Mitch Robinson is unbelievable. I think he had one of his best games the other day. And, you know, he had 18 and 22, I'm pretty sure, was his stat line. I like what I've seen from Mitch Robinson. From what Mitch, Robinson Mitch Robinson is a tank. He's a guy who's going to cause havoc in the paint on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball because he's lanky and he'll get the blocks that you need. I, I think, might against, I might just have to start watching the Knicks a little more just so I can trash them when we get uh, on these podcasts. And I apologize for my lack of Knicks knowledge. I've actually gotten into the Rangers more, but uh, I don't think many people are, are big into hockey. But if that's something I know you the guys, Rangers are having a phenomenal season. They are the a Rangers great season. I've loved watching it. If that's something you guys do want to see, if you want to see us talk hockey, I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Paul, I'm sure, could, could adapt. Uh, I could add some over unders in there. I, I could <laughs> some over unders. I don't. I don't times. know. We, we can't talk about betting just yet. That's uh, <laughs> that's four years away. Uh, but trust me, what what if this podcast is still running four years from now? I think uh, I think our betting takes will be worthwhile. Uh, but yes, I think yes. uh, I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about. I'd just like to thank you guys uh, for waiting so long. It's been ten months. I, we're just we were uh, talking about it before. We're really excited to be back, and we hope this is something we're going to continue to do. Uh, hopefully on a weekly basis. We said that before. Maybe it's every two weeks. Maybe it's every month. Maybe it's next year. Hopefully it's uh, next week, though. Um, but that'll do it for today's episode of the Rush Hour Podcast. I'm John, uh, and uh, I'm going to give it to my friend Paul Cavere here. He wants to say a few I just, words. I just, I just wanted to add one more point. Just one more point. Yes. The Knicks 
are in a horrible place right now. It's either you need to make a move to win now tomorrow, or you need to just trade Randall or trade for any trade perks and let the season ride, not have a good season, get a good pick, get a good rookie and play well next season. But we're not talking about the Knicks anymore because they've been a disgrace to basketball. This was a great episode, I think, coming back after the first time in 10 months. <laughs> we did pretty – I think we did pretty all right. And, I, uh, I don't know about the – the inter- there was an internet blockage. I don't know yes, what side was. that's on. So you either heard my point of view from what I was talking about or you heard Paul's. Um, I guess when I review the footage, I can edit it out if it was really bad. But um, we're not going to worry about that because it's our first one back. So uh, we're still it's, – it's, we're going to be rusty. I'm, I'm just hoping the episode actually goes up. Uh, that's my biggest yeah. fear right now, getting well, on the RSS. I just want to uh, – Thank you guys for uh, yeah, if you guys make it to the end. Thank you if you make it to the end. And you make it to the end. And if you did, uh, go on the Instagram, comment. I made it to the end. I think that would be good. All right, or, that's gonna do know, it. For give us a episode. follow. Give us a oh, yeah. follow on our social Sorry, media. By the way, okay. give us a follow. It's been so long. Medias. All right, plug the socials. I think it's Rush Hour Pod on Twitter. Pod underscore Rush on Instagram. We do have no, a TikTok. no, no. It's Pod underscore Rush on Twitter. Pod, pod underscore Rush on Twitter. Rush Hour Pod on Instagram. We do have a TikTok. We don't use it as much. Al, Al kind of gave up on that, but that's okay. That's gonna do it. Episode. We thank you again and see you on the flip side. That's it for the Rush Hour podcast. Goodbye. Deuces.